Welcome to Celestial Insights, a weekly podcast that brings the stars down to earth. I'm your host, astrologer, coach, and intuitive Celeste Brooks. My purpose is to provide practical, unique, and insightful guidance to help you navigate the energies of the week like a boss. Hello, this is Celeste of Astrology by Celeste, and on this episode, I will discuss the astrology for the week of May 7th, 2023. The Taurus New Moon Workshop titled The Path to Prosperity is on Thursday, May 18th at 5 p.m. Pacific Time. So come to learn about how to manifest abundance using the moon cycles, as well as I love the sign of Taurus. I am a Taurus, and this grounded earth energy is a great time to set intentions for things where you really need some grit and determination to move them forward. Taurus is a sign of resources, so making money moves is a wonderful thing to do with this energy. So sign up at the link in the show notes or go to astrologybyceleste.com. If you can't join live, you will get the recording. But the benefit of joining live is that I do hot takes on participants' natal charts about what may be coming up for you in relationship to the new moon, as well as just in general what I see. So I'd love to see you there. The theme of this week is awakenings, and there are three big things I want you to think about. The first is on Sunday, Venus, the planet of love, beauty, harmony, relationships, money, women, will move into the sign of cancer. Cancer is a water sign, so it's yin energy, it's internal It is a cardinal sign, so initiating energy. With cardinal signs, things can happen fast. There is a desire for safety and security with the sign of cancer and nesting and nurturing. Venus and cancer is a very romantic placement for what people who have this natally can be like desiring of like an ideal partner and just get lost in flights of fancy. Yeah a desire to like be at home and snuggle, eat good food, take baths. These are wonderful things to do with Venus in the sign of Cancer. Yeah, so if you'd been very active with Venus and Gemini and air sign with Yang energy, now you may find that you're desiring to make me stay home more, do more nesting. So honor that and enjoy that. Now, Venus is out of bounds as she enters the sign of cancer. So there may be some stories about, you know, women who are doing surprising things that where they're, when a planet's out of bounds, it's past the declination of the sun. So it answers essentially to itself. Yeah. So you may also feel like you just need more time alone with this energy, at least for this week. And with this, I'm really looking at a Diane Feinstein as Venus moves into Cancer because the first thing it does is it makes a kinkunks to the planet Pluto. Kinkunxes are that 150 degree aspect where there are two planets in signs 
that have nothing in common by either mode or element. So Cancer is a cardinal initiating water sign and Pluto and Aquarius, Aquarius is a fixed air sign. And Pluto, the planet of power, you can think about Aquarius ruling Congress, a group that comes together to make laws, a very powerful group. The most powerful group in the country is the Senate, which Dianne Feinstein is a senator who has been ill and not in the Senate since February. And I wonder if she is going to retire at this time or, you know, be pushed out. There has been a lot of talk over the years about, she's like 90 something, about her not having all of her facilities and things like that. So it'll be interesting to see if this week we get news around Diane Feinstein leaving the Senate or something around her. It's eclipse season, a time of endings and, and new beginnings and all of that sort of thing. Another reason I'm looking at Diane Feinstein is because Mercury retrograde is also parallel Jupiter. And so Mercury and Jupiter news around legal topics. And Diane Feinstein is on the Judiciary Committee. So that's another reason why I think it might be related to her. Also, Mars, the planet of action and conflict, is conjunct her natal Pluto at 22 degrees of Cancer. I imagine she is getting a lot of pressure. Pluto can pressurize to resign so that Congress can move forward. There's been a lot of holdups about appointing new judges. So that's a story I want you to have an eye on for this week. The next thing I want to make you aware of is that the sun will conjunct Uranus at 18 degrees of Taurus. The sun spotlights things. Uranus is the planet of awakenings. It's also sudden events. Uranus is a higher octave of Mercury, the planet of communication and transportation. People who have strong Uranuses in their charts, meaning it's either conjunct a personal planet or on an angle or in an aspect to a personal planet, can be, you know, really bright. Mercury have very high intellect. Also can be people who just do things that are shocking. Uranus shocks. Uranus breaks things in a very sudden way. It's the revolutionary can be a Uranus topic. So some things that this planet rules includes strikes, accidents, war, airplanes and ambulances. Think about with the sudden events, like with an ambulance, all of a sudden you hear that siren going off. Cramps are also ruled by Uranus when you just get this sudden like shooting pain chiropractors think about how they make adjustments or hiccups which you know overtake you quickly are uranian also electricity fireworks explosives it's related to the nervous system so really watch whether you are feeling extra anxious especially a couple of days before and after this transit is exact and it will be exact on tuesday And Taurus is a sign of resources, money, 
physical, sensual pleasure. So there may be some shocking stories that come to light about Uranus and Taurus topics, such as, remember, Mercury's retrograde, so secrets can be revealed. A big part of this eclipse season has been about the Supreme Court and the corruption of some of the judges there. Clarence Thomas is the one who's been getting the most exposure because he's been taking all this money from some billionaire But there are also stories coming out about Justice Roberts and Gorsuch and them getting money. And for Roberts, I think it had to do with his wife getting millions upon millions of dollars to place lawyers as a headhunter. So we're really seeing things exposed about the Supreme Court in the United States. And at the solar eclipse at 29 degrees of Aries, Jupiter was at 24 degrees of Aries. So Jupiter essentially was conjunct the sun and the moon at the solar eclipse. It rules all things, you know, law and judges. And so we're getting this eclipsing of the Supreme Court. So all kinds of secrets are being exposed about how money is being used to influence the Supreme Court justices. So there may be something about that. I also think the Trump rape case, E. Jean Carroll, who is a writer, and that case is ongoing. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a shocking verdict in that case where she prevails because one of the themes of the lunar eclipse was that, and we talked about this last week, so you can listen to that episode, is that the sun and the moon at the lunar eclipse in Scorpio, sun in Taurus, moon in Scorpio, was squaring black moon Lilith at 15 degrees of Leo. So really curious to see what happens with that case. And one of the reasons I think that she may prevail is because looking at her chart with Donald Trump's, her Saturn is retrograde at 23 degrees of Gemini on Trump's 22 degrees of Gemini sun. So Saturn consequences and karma are possible. Also, her Jupiter is at 27 degrees of Leo on his Mars at 26 degrees of Leo and conjunct his 29 degrees of Leo ascendant. So Jupiter legal affairs about Mars rape. Yeah, it's quite possible that this could be a huge surprise verdict. For your own life, really stay present to see what you are awakened to this week that you didn't know before that maybe is something that gives you great insight about how you want to move forward. Or it could be, you know, seeing surprising news about topics that Uranus rules. Some people may be finding out some secrets that could be a little difficult this week as well. Like I'm thinking about infidelity or your partner spending money on things you weren't aware of. Like you get the credit card statement and you're like, "Uh uh-oh. So yeah, just be aware that that could be coming up. The last thing I want to make you aware of is that there's a last quarter moon at 21 degrees of Aquarius on Friday. The sun at 21 Taurus squaring the moon at 21 Aquarius. Last quarter moons are times where we're wrapping things up. 
It's a crisis of consciousness where things come to your awareness. And it's really interesting because the Sun-Uranus conjunction is this week and Uranus is a co-ruler of the sign of Aquarius. So there really could be a lot of revelations, especially for people who have planets around 20 degrees of the fixed signs of Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, or Aquarius. Now, the moon phase family, which is this 27-month cycle where there will be pivot points every nine months, started back on February 11th, 2021, where the sun and the moon were both at 23 degrees of Aquarius. So think back to, did anything start in your life around that time? Give a glow of two weeks on either side or so. The first quarter moon of the cycle where the sun was in Scorpio and the moon was in Aquarius was at 19 degrees on November 11th, 2021. The full moon where potentially all was illuminated where the sun in Leo and the moon in Aquarius both at 19 degrees was August 11th, 2022. And now this cycle's beginning to close with the sun and Taurus, moon and Aquarius both at 21 on May 12th, which is this Friday. So check and look back to those dates and see if there's any story that has pivot points. A very interesting thing about this last quarter moon is that we have a chart pattern called a kite. And a kite is when there are three planets or points in the same element. So either fire, earth, air, or water, and they trine each other. So you have a grand trine in the sky. And trines are easy flowing energy. They're considered lucky and auspicious in general because things can just happen. Positive things can just happen. But remember, things can also just go down the tubes very quickly. It's like the smooth, easy flow of energy. But people can get caught in loops with grand trines where they get kind of stuck. It's really nice when there is a kite, which means there's a planet in a sign that is of the same polarity. So we have a water grand trine at this last quarter moon where Venus is in the sign of Cancer, Saturn's in Pisces, and the south node is in Scorpio. Now Mercury retrograde is in Taurus, which is also the yin feminine polarity. So it grounds the kite. So it's really nice when people have a kite, when they have a planet that offers some grounding, because what that planet can do is can lift you up and take flight. So one of the things that people are going to be coming aware of with this is, you know, things about money and commitments, money, relationships, and Saturn rules commitment. Saturn is limitations and boundaries. The South Node can send things down the drain or unearth things. Yeah, in the sign of Scorpio. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see how this kite shows up in the collective this week. Because also Jupiter is at the last degree of Aries, this karmic degree. It will be triggering eclipse stuff because the solar eclipse was at 29 degrees of Aries. So really take note of Jupiterian topics around anything around judges, legal affairs, the truth, 
Yeah, and it's applying to a square with Pluto, power, domination. Yeah, it'll be really interesting to see what comes up at this last quarter moon. On Sunday, the word of the day is snuggle. We start the week with the moon in the sign of Sagittarius, this fire energy, which I love. And Venus enters Cancer at 7.24 a.m. Pacific time. So this could be a great day to do something spontaneous. And I love the idea of deciding you don't want to do anything, but you just want to stay home and snuggle with your loved one or your pet or your kids and just have a beautiful, wonderful day where you eat some good food, maybe watch TV, listen to music, read a book. I just feel like this is a great day for nesting. On Monday, the word of the day is dispersal. So the moon will enter the sign of Capricorn at 4.32 p.m. Pacific time. Capricorn is earth energy. I love having Capricorn moons during the week because you can get a lot of things done with this energy. You can be practical and grounded and set forth with a plan and just take the actions you need to get things done. Thinking about your ambitions, thinking about your legacy and what you want your future to look like is a wonderful thing with this energy because in Taurus season, we're focused on practical matters. Now, Mercury, the planet of communication, remember Mercury's retrograde and it's parallel Neptune on this day. So, some secrets can be revealed. The fog clears with this. And the disseminating moon phase begins at 3 Capricorn at 10, 12 p.m. Pacific time. So this is a time to share what you've learned over this eclipse season with yourself or others. You can journal about it or, you know, talk about something you've learned or something you've achieved or accomplished. You can email me at Celeste at astrologybyceleste.com if you want to share with me any of your eclipse stories that are in line with the astrology. On Tuesday, the word of the day is justice. The sun will meet Uranus at 18 degrees of Taurus on this day. And yeah, it'll be really interesting to see what comes to light. Now, whenever Uranus is activated, there can be something really shocking and surprising that has a sudden nature to it. It's that lightning strike. So earthquakes are a topic with Uranus. So we'll see if there's some earthquakes somewhere. Uh, I live in California. This always makes me a little nervous when I see this coming together, the sun coming to Uranus or Uranus in, in hard aspect. But we'll see what happens. As I said at the beginning, you know, something around the Trump rape case or something about Supreme Court justices or anything about like finances with Taurus. I'm feeling like it may be something coming to light around finances. Hopefully not another bank failure or anything like that. Hopefully you can use this energy just to be awakened to some great ideas about how you want to move forward and make money moves, manifest abundance, live a better and a more wonderful life for yourself. 
On Wednesday, the word of the day is conflicting. So Mercury retrograde will be contraparallel Mars in Cancer. Mercury retrograde is in Taurus. Mars is in Cancer. Contraparallels have the nature of an opposition where the two planets are at the same declination, which is a measure of like latitude, but one is to the north and one is to the south. I just feel like this is dog bite energy. Remember when a planet is retrograde, it has the possibility of cars causing harm and Mercury is neutral. It can be either positive or negative. I mean, Mercury can bring great ideas. It can be great about analyzing things, but it also can just be very critical. And Mars, the planet of conflict and Mars and Cancer is in the sign of its fall. So this could be like a really emotionally heated energy where people may kind of lash out. Now you also could be getting conflicting information about something. So really check your facts. Ask for clarity if you're uncertain about what you just heard. Yeah, I would really avoid arguments. You know, one of the big stories of this eclipse season with Mars and Cancer and it, you know, being a solar eclipse, a new start in Aries, which rules guns. And Mars also rules, you know, sharp tools and guns and, and weapons and things like that. People like shooting people over mistakes or, or simple requests and things like that. It's really brought to light in the U.S. about the dangers of letting just any Tom, Dick, or Harry you know, purchase a gun without any checks and things like that. Yeah, we're really seeing a lot of this. Hopefully will lead to some kind of laws that are more protecting or put some more scrutiny on people's ability to acquire weapons, especially weapons of war and things like that. But the point being, I wouldn't recommend getting into any kind of arguments, especially with like a stranger. You don't know what kind of pressure people are under or their state of their mental health. You know, this can be like road rage could really come up with this energy. Now, the moon will enter the sign of Aquarius at 7.05 p.m. Pacific time. And then the moon immediately will conjunct Pluto and square Jupiter. So people can, like moon to Pluto can be like this well of primal anger. Pluto is a higher octave of Mars. And then the square to Jupiter, like Jupiter makes everything bigger. So just keep that in mind about getting into any conflicts, like just de-escalate with when you're communicating, communicate for understanding, not for being critical is my recommendation. Now, Venus will be in a sextile, which is an opportunity with the North Node in Taurus. So bringing some kindness can really help move you forward in a positive direction. But Venus is also trying the South Node. So being snarky can send things down the tubes. It can really be a make it or break it day for some relationships, And it could be a relationship, a love relationship, or a business relationship. If you're negotiating, I'm getting negotiating home sales with this Venus and Cancer, Mars and Cancer. You're right on the ready to sign on the dotted line and then Mercury retrograde. There's some kind of thing that said that sets someone off and the deal goes down the tubes. Now you can also meet someone important on this day. Just stay present and see 
what happens and choose your words wisely. On Thursday, the word of the day is breakthrough. Not much is happening on this day. The moon is just making her aspects and she will square the nodes of fate. So decisions that you make could be important or things that you say. Remember, Aquarius is an air sign. It's fixed energy. It is the I know. So you could get a mental breakthrough with this energy. So think about that. And the breakthrough may come from the past because the moon will square the nodes and Mercury retrograde. Yeah, so just, you know, write down any great ideas on this day. On Friday, the word of the day is flight. So this is the day of the last quarter moon at 21 Aquarius at 7.28 a.m. And there is this kite pattern in the sky. And then this could be very because the grand trine is in water and Mercury, which grounds the kite, is in Earth. It can be a very internal thing where you just come to some great realizations about how you want to move forward and be receptive if people are telling you something that sounds exciting. And you don't have to respond right away, but just consider what you're being told. The moon will enter the sign of Pisces at 9.38 p.m. Pacific time. Pisces is mutable water. This can be, if you're at a party or something, notice if all of a sudden, if people were talking a lot with the moon in Aquarius, notice that people get quiet and you know you can just start to hear the music with this. Stay present for that. Venus will trine the planet Saturn. Trines are easy flows of energy. Venus in Cancer, Saturn in Pisces. They're both at six degrees. This could be a commitment. This could be uh, the moon in Aquarius, last quarter moon, a crisis of consciousness. Someone could propose. And when the moon enters Pisces, the person being proposed to could like just start crying, could be like something that comes up with this energy. On Saturday, the word of the day is whisper. The moon in Pisces meets Saturn. I'm just getting like whispering imagery. So yes, be kind to each other, say sweet things, maybe slow down. Saturn can slow us and have a just relaxing and beautiful Saturday, especially if you got proposed to on Friday night. Yeah, that'd be a great way to use this energy. Yeah, not much is going on in the sky, but the moon will try and Venus. Oh, this could be really, really lovely on this day. So that's it for this week's episode. Feel free to email me at Celeste at astrologybyceleste.com with any astrology and action stories about the eclipse season or let me know how the daily themes are playing out for you. Take care and I'll catch you next week. Thank you for listening to Celestial Insights. To learn more about my work, please visit my website, astrologybyceleste.com where I offer personal readings, horary consultations, cosmic coaching, group events, and classes to help guide people to higher levels of fulfillment. You can also find me on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and Facebook at Astrology by Celeste. If you enjoyed Celestial Insights, please help others find the show. Follow, 
rate it five stars, or write a nice review. I would so appreciate it. I'm astrologer, coach, and intuitive Celeste Brooks, and I'll be back next week.